Podcast, damn! I almost forgot the motherfucking title of this shit. That's crazy. Um, we are on episode ten, guys. So and girls, and you know all the niggas, niggas, all that shit. So what's up? What's popping? How are we feeling? Still in motherfucking quarantine. Um, I'm feeling good, feeling great. I actually went to the gym because uh, Planet Fitness gym is actually open, but obviously you gotta wear a face mask. So get back in my swole game. If you ain't seen the gains. Um, but you know, just trying to make the best out of any situation, obviously. Sorry guys, I fucked up, you know, I delayed my typical schedule of uh, releasing episodes. I try to do it every two weeks. If people that are following the few couple people, um, so shout out to everybody that's still listening. Shout out to the new people that are listening because I feel like, you know, audience has doubled the size since putting in the musical breaks. And if you haven't checked out the musical breaks, um, just listen to the audio on either Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, any of those other things. I think there's like Google something. Um, but yeah, shout out to all of you guys to actually listening, loving the music stuff. A lot of people were looking forward to it. So I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bussing on this one. So shout out to them. Um, if you ever want to see some of the visuals that I do for that, just go on the Instagram. It's just at Miguel Fearing. I can't put it on Twitter because I guess for some reason they have like a two minute ish cap time limit on it. So usually those sets are like eight to 10 minutes. At least that's what I try to make it to. So obviously I don't know if we just posting clips on there. I post clips of the clips, of the clips, of the clips. So you get the full set. seems very redundant. seems kind of annoying just to keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So probably won't do that. I might do a little clip though, but shout out to everybody. Shout out to me. So sorry for the delay. I did get my motorcycle license. Yeah, motherfucker. I'm on the road now. So there was like a big thing. I've always wanted to, you know, get a motorcycle on my shit. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm popping. Mind you, doing or going to the DMV because I literally went there today. So on Monday, October 5th, 2020, I went to that bitch at like 630 in the morning. Right. I woke up like around like five showered made sure i was coherent of shit and i'm like all right i'm gonna just go and then when i pull up to the dmv i see like a line of cars i was like oh this is perfect because you know the parking lot's not open so we're just gonna be here and then once that parking lot opens we're gonna park in the bitch and all that unbeknownst to me there was a line around the corner where they open the gate for people that are standing i don't fucking know it was very fucking annoying because I was in that car line. Mind you, my car's turned off, so I'm not like running gas and everything. But I'm in this fucking line for an hour. So 6.30 comes. I'm there. Um, there's only like five or six cars ahead of me. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to get in, get out, whatever. I showed up mad early. And I guess somebody that was opening up the gate told the person that was literally right in front of the gate, like, no, if you want to get in, you're going to, you can park and stand where everybody else is. And I'm like, where everybody else is, what the fuck are you talking about standing? Like, there's only a couple people walking around, but I don't see much, bro. It was like a whole, like, it looked like it was a fucking sneaker release or some dumb shit, like a brand grand slam fucking opening for a store. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like there was no sign for this shit that you're just supposed to assume that we are supposed to circle around the whole block of the DMV. Cause where we were, and where that gate was opening for all the cars, you didn't even know it. You wouldn't even know that there was people waiting in line. So I flip, boom, park, try to not run, but, you know, fast walk like a fucking mom in the fucking mall early in the morning, more so grandma. And I'm just in line. I was like, yo, this is kind of fucking annoying. Like, why the fuck? So not being fifth or sixth place in line now, I'm like... 30th 40 i don't even fucking know i was like yo this is so annoying seemed pretty cool though because once the line started to move once the dmv opened up the line was just moving and of course dmv people don't tell you what you need to take care of before doing it because i thought i had my endorsement paperwork all this paperwork just to be like boom 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 give me my license i own my shit i already got a bike can i title transfer this boom all that shit all that to say is sorry for the week delay 
so we're coming. I have some spare time right now. I made some time so we can record this. Um, episode 10, Own Your Own. That's the title of the episode. I know, you know what I mean? What we're talking about is owning your own shit. So, you know, um, I am a new owner of a motorcycle. I'm 2014 Kawasaki Ninja 650cc. I'm out here sporting my shit. Um, and just, you know, how much are you owning all of your shit? Because how much are you doing to contribute to what you are doing? Does that make sense? To contribute towards your future. How much are you putting in is what you get out. Everybody always says that. How much sacrificing time of are you really going to make all the time to really go in and put in your work? You know, there's plenty of people that want to do some work. Don't do the work. There's plenty of people that do the work. Get the work out. You know, where is your worth coming from? How are you feeling that you're worth it? Me, in a sense, I own this podcast other than, you know, the anchor people, computer people, whatever helping me distribute it right um but where other than that i technically own this podcast so i'm putting in all the work for that i'm putting in all the work for my dj shit i don't know if you can barely see it um i put in the work by you know trying to get people onto this podcast to let them know and promote their own work to know your own and own your worth um even supporting your homies know your worth and know how you support their worth and worth on worth it worth and worth out support me support you support me you know what i mean um it's just a whole community of owning and what you want to do everybody always talks about you want to own everything you want to own a house or a condo you want to own your car you want to own a boat i don't fucking a moped owning shit it's a lot better than owing shit you know what i mean because if you really think about it do you want to be forever in debt to somebody and hopefully you can pay it off one day or hopefully in a better situation that now that you're getting unemployment and you're still able to stack up and not spend as much, hopefully you've come to that realization. I don't need to spend everything on stupid materialistic things. But if you want to own stupid materialistic things, own it. Don't just lease it, buy it, rent it. Um, I think that's the thing that we're all kind of fucked up in. And that's what social media and the hierarchy of people have taught us is to realistically why own it you can just lease it you can just do this don't da da because then those people are getting paid and you're just staying afloat just to look like you're this but you're that you know what i mean i'm doing a lot of things with my hands right now so if you are listening sorry watch it man um so that's the thing you know at the end of the day what are you doing to support yourself too because however much you put in is how much you put out. If you eat shitty food, you get a shitty system. You know? It's the little things in life that, like, you really have to, like, go through in the head and manipulate. But it's all a thing, man. You just really, really got to know your worth. Because if you, you know, read, exercise, eat right, you can socialize. But just don't socialize, like too much where it literally like consumes your life to where it's like there's a there's a healthy version of socializing where you can socialize a little bit but you know when i get back to the house i need to do 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 that you know xyz or there's an unhealthy way where you're like well i'm gonna go fuck around and i'm gonna go kick it with the homies for x amount of hours then get home oh i'm tired on this on that then you're not really doing shit because then you just wasted another fucking day you know, for an example is this past Saturday when I went to go get my motorcycle with Vic. So shout out Vic because you helped me, you know, drive it all the way back because I didn't have my license yet. The main mission was to get that bike and to listen to music to hopefully, you know, get breakthroughs to do for the commercial breaks. So with those two objectives, I still had to go to work from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it takes an hour drive. So I'm like, well, if it, no. so I have to get there at seven to help clean up, set up and all that shit. So I have to realistically leave my house at six. So I have a small window of opportunity to do what I need to do to take care of what I need to take care of to help out myself at the end of the day. And if you think about all of that, then it's like, what do you got to do? I got to go eat. I got to work out. I got to, you know, get myself ready, presentable. I'm not going to go check out a motorcycle smelling like shit. 
but notice the two key things I said, eat, work out. That's putting my worth in, getting myself in a healthy mind state, mind, body, spirit, all coming together, you know? Um, and then after that, we go check out the bike and I know my worth enough because when I checked out a bike, maybe three weeks ago, I wasted two and a half hours just being there. I wasted two hours driving there. Well, three hours in total because I had to drive to Santa Clarita to pick up Vic. Yet again, shout out Vic because he was helping me out. Then drive two hours in traffic to Riverside to check out a bike that wasn't even ready. So now knowing that information before, prior, going into this bike, I'm like, I'm only going to spend 15, 30 minutes max. If the shit don't turn on, if the shit's just real sketchy, if the person I just don't like want to give my money to, I'm going to say no because I have, no matter how much of a good deal it is, I'm not going to put my money into somebody else's worth because then that's, in a sense, I feel pushing me down because then I'm like, well, I'm going to just bend over ass backwards and you can just fuck me because I don't agree with your morals, but I agree with this. No, fuck all that. I'm not going to give you my money. You don't deserve my money. So that being said, go there, get the bike, boom, go back and forth, drop it off at the house. And then after it dawned on me that I was like, oh shit, I got to support the homies because they had like a little pop-up kind of thing, um, like a flea market kind of ask thing. Very confusing. I don't know what was really going on, but they said to come out. I said, okay. But my thing is I will only come out once I finish eating, working out, potentially getting this bike and eating again. Niggas got to eat twice at least. So once I finished all of my objectives to owning what I wanted to own, and now I'm a proud owner of that and listening to the music. So I kind of created some little bit of breakthroughs on a musical break. It won't come on this one. So don't hate me on that one. It's only going to be one musical break for this episode. Um, But yeah, so I started, you know, brainstorming. So I'm slowly but surely putting the work in. Yes, I'm driving back and forth and here and there and there and forward but I'm still gaining my knowledge. And even when getting to, you know, the the little flea market-esque thing for the homies, I'm still building my connection, still keeping in touch with people because, ooh, ooh, that was a nasty one. Because even still, it was great to see people. It was great to check up on them, obviously. But then one of those people was like, hey, I still wanted to run an event and I still want you to DJ. And I said, well, let me know because... I've been putting in this fucking work. Nigga. So, and he's like, oh yeah, I've been checking that out. I like that shit. So obviously I'm putting in my work and I'm owning my shit and I'm knowing my worth where you should do the same. Promote it however you should promote it. Don't be afraid of promoting your own shit. I think it's kind of annoying when you really think about it is you want people to promote it, but you're not promoting it. You want to be acknowledged but what are you doing to be acknowledged? You know what I mean? So put the work in, man. Know what you're doing. The major thing I feel like the thing is that you got to really, really fucking do is figure out how to own your shit. I.E. Kanye West and his masters. You know, if you're not you know, under a rock and you know that he goes spam on Twitter He's been going spam on Twitter for the past like two weeks, three weeks now about owning his masters to his music, knowing that he owns his own music. Now, obviously, there's been more and more information coming out because he wants to say, I want to own my own shit. But at the same time, you own, I think it was like 50% of all of your artists signed under your labels shit. So he's got to, you know, preach what he's trying to do, because if you want to own your own shit, then why don't you give them your portions or of your artists, your portions that you own of their shit so then they can own their shit, too, because you want to try to bring in. What was it like? Oh, let's bring in Drake. Let's bring in other people. I, I fucking forget. Um, I'm really bad at doing the research. I had all the research. I'm looking at trying to look at the research. I didn't put any of that down. I was remembering it, but I didn't do it. Um, but it's like multiple artists he's calling out like, we need to get together. We need to own our shit. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but you're not doing the same thing. How are you going to say, oh, I know my worth, but you won't give it back. Support me, support you, support me. That's what you're supposed to be doing. If you want 
the support from somebody, you got to support them. You can't own some shit when you own their shit and be like, well, I want to own that. And I need to, no, fuck out of here, dude. It's fucking annoying. But, you know, he makes a point. You need to own all your stuff. Same thing with producers. If you don't know Hip Boy, infamous producer, I think he's from New York. I don't even know where the fuck that nigga's from. I feel like that nigga just came out of nowhere. But he even, you know, and apparently him and Kanye West don't get along. But Hip Boy, he was like, you know what? He's right. Nigga kind of crazy. Nigga say some out of pocket shit, but he's right. With that being that he posted this whole rant and everything talking about I still haven't gotten paid for XYZ hits and I've been making hits on hits on hits and I get this little bit amount of money and it's fucked up because I don't technically own that song now because of whatever contract I've signed, which is a whole nother question to being, do you want to be independent? Do you want to sign to a deal? Signing to a deal, more likely certain that you're able to rise above a lot faster um, the only thing is being independent, you got to put the fucking work in. That's the problem. Yeah, you put in all this work and then you do see that opportunity, but it's like, do you get this opportunity and get the popularity or do you get this opportunity, grind even harder and make more money? Obviously, the, you know, the uh, 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 fucking I'm blanking out, please. Independent way it's going to take longer for popularity wise. You know what I mean? It's just, it's natural. You're going to take a lot longer because you have to build all of those connections rather than when you sign a deal with somebody, they can put you in those situations. You got to create situations. Situations already there. Me preferably looking on those dotted lines and mind you contracts are mine. Nobody reads contracts. Do you ever read all of the terms and conditions of, any website you've signed up for, you know what I mean? Just nobody reads all of that shit when you play a new game and they're like, hey, you got to sign the terms and conditions. You just go, yes, I agree. Let me play a freaking video game. But nobody's reading shit. So realistically, you get fucked over at the end of all of it. But when you go independent and you're able to microanalyze and you know that you're owning everything that you own and you go, no. I'm cool doing business over here. I'm cool over here. I'll do business with you. We can work something out. Fuck the rest of y'all. So it's a big thing, you know what I mean? Um, Know where you're at. Another person, I've talked about this person before, is Joe Budden and his Joe Budden podcast. If you didn't know that that nigga's not on Spotify anymore, the nigga's not on Spotify anymore. He's made so many fucking rants if you haven't seen it or even heard of it. Understand but yet again, he signed a very shitty deal just to get like popularity wise there. He didn't think it was going to succeed ish. Then it started succeeding. It was number one for ever since it started. And he's like, damn, maybe we should renegotiate because that word kicking my ass. And people don't want to renegotiate. They don't want to pay them. They're like, well, you signed that dotted line. So sorry. And it's kind of fucked up because then it's like, yo, you know your worth now. You technically can get out of the contract, but then it's like, you know, you want to be a good person. You want to try to be like, no, I want to succeed and I want to show them that I can do this, which meaning I can fulfill what I need to fulfill and do my duties and due diligence. So when this is up, more opportunities are going to be up. It's a great way of seeing it. Is it a great way of getting money from it? Eh. Eh. Ooh. Um. Strolling in the park. Watching when I turn to spring. Walking in the dark. Seeing lovers do their thing Ooh, that's the time I feel like making love to you 
So it's just, you know, where do you go? Where do you go when you feel like you're stuck in a rut and you're shitty and you really can't get out of it? When you start to really know your worth, you really start to get out of it, all of that. You start to get, no, well, if I'm stuck in this little pocket, I'm going to try to do this, this, and this out of those pockets. For a real life example, and just thinking about a business standpoint, when I used to work at Vans, RP, I'm the best over there. Um, I knew the first thing I told myself when I got that job is I'm easily replaceable. If you think about it, you apply that to anything. I'm easily replaceable on this podcast. I'm easily replaceable on the music breaks that I do for the DJ. You can find another fucking DJ that does what I do. You know, are they going to do it how I do it? Most likely not because everybody's different. They all speak a different language when it comes to music. Um, can they find somebody else at Bee Junkies? Yeah. Can my dad find another electrician? Yeah. Um, but I know, and knowing that I know what I know because I know what I know, you know, not fuck with you. <laughs> um, but knowing what I know and knowing that I can be easily replaced in a matter of second, if I fuck up or not, that was the same thing that I've been applied and I've distilled into my head. So when Vans was like, you're fucking up. And I said, well, I'm doing my best. I didn't think I was fucking up there. Or, you know, if I come in with like a whatever mood or something like that, they're like, well, you got to switch it upside down. And I'm like, first off, you're not in the control of my emotions. So like, suck my dick from the back. Um, But you kind of know that you're like, hey, this is what I am. Like, you got to accept me for me. And if you don't like it, then I'm sorry. Um. And then they would try to offer me a promotion. And they're like, well, what do you think about it? I said, well, it's good if I get it. If I don't get it, then I might have to look for a second job. Every time. So when I was a, I was a temporary. No, actually, I didn't come in as a temp. I came in as just a sales associate. Then they offered me a stock associate position. I said, it'd be cool. Do I get extra money? Yes. Then let's go. Boom. Um, they gave me a floor supervisor position. Same thing came across. Do you want it? Yeah, it'd be cool to get it. Well, you don't seem like you want it. No, I want it, but it's not like, I know that if I don't get it, it's not the end of the world. 
They're like, well, you got to really prove yourself. I was like, well, I've been doing everything and more. So I don't know what else I need to prove. I know my worth. And then I got the position. Oh, you're too relaxed or this and that. Well, does shit get done? Then that's why I relax. Maybe I know how to do shit and multitask a little bit better than most people. And I can still talk my shit. Um, then they tried to threaten to fire me. And I said, look, I'm easily replaceable in this job. If you want to fire me and get somebody else that you feel like that can do a better job than me, do what you need to do, man. I don't give a shit because guess what? I'll just find another job that can either pay me a little bit less or a little bit more or exactly the same. I might like it more over there. Next thing they promoted me to stock a stock manager. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Um, well, no, they didn't promote me to stock manager. Then they promoted me to stock assistant manager. So big difference because I'm an assistant manager now. Um, and I started doing my shit in that and I was killing it. And then after they're like, well, what about you train over at the other stores to get more store experience? I was like, I don't give a shit, man. Are you going to pay me for the mileage? Yeah, cool. Handled everything that I needed to handle over there gracefully, might I add. Um, and there's, these are people, mind you, I think I was like 23 at the time. And there's people that are like 30 years old trying to like, why are you doing this, this, and this? And I said, yep. Are you doing this, this, this? Yep. Well, why are you just so relaxed? Well, because we everything's kind of done. We don't need to do anything else. We've just been folding clothes and refolding shit and restickering shit just so then your stores are up to standards in comparison to how my store is. So I'm helping you guys out. And they're like, damn, this motherfucker knows his shit. So it's very just annoying because it's, I know what I'm doing. I know my worth. I know how much work I'm putting in. So the fact that it might look like this, they don't understand that I've been doing all of that. Um, and where do you go from that? Where do you tell them like, hey, motherfucker, like, calm down. Because you have to talk to people in a certain way, obviously. But it comes to that point of like, I knew what I was doing. I know my worth. I knew how much I was valued at that company in a sense of you clearly like me enough to push me in other stores. Then they were like, well, do you want to try to get your own store? I said, no, that's where I stop because I know my own worth. And I know that if I become into the, oh, I'm into fans, then all of my hopes, dreams, desires, fires, desires, um, it's all going to wash away because I'm going to be so consumed into that and I can't naturally have a day off. I won't be doing what I want to do which is this pod, which is DJing, which is just living life, man. Because I remember as I was the assistant manager for stock, I would constantly get text. And that's when I created my own boundary. I said, if I'm not in the clock or if I'm not in these four walls, oh, sorry. If I'm not in these four walls, don't hit me up. Don't text me about some shit when there's a book where you can communicate your shit. I don't want to hear it on my day off. I want to relax on my day off. I want to do things on my day off. And as soon as I would get a schedule, I'd plan accordingly. I said, these are my days off. This is the time that I'm off. Okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and we're going to go accordingly. <clears throat> and they hated it for some odd reason that I would plan around the schedule. So when they would try to call me and like, hey, can you come in early? Hey, can you work this longer? Can you? I said, no, because I'm over here or I'm doing this. I requested this day off. Why am I why am I being called in? No. Call somebody else in. The people that I train can do my job. You don't need me. Um and that's knowing my worth in the same thing. Yeah, you can know your worth and how you are and know what you put out and what you put in. And I put that out. I put my boundary out and they're gonna get that. I don't know what else to tell you. You're gonna have to live with it because guess what? Niggas suck my dick, that's why nigga. Um but what the fuck you want me to do? I'm going to do what I need to do. I need to handle what I need to handle. And then once I had my internship, I said, hey. So I got an internship and I'm going to be gone for at least one day out of the week. And that lasted for a month. And I said, hey, they actually need more help and I'm excelling. It's unpaid, but I love the opportunity because... I fucking hate it here. Suck my dick. I'm out of the go for two more days. So then after it started being three days. So couldn't work a weekend and couldn't work, I think it was Monday, Wednesday. Or I work half days on Monday, Wednesday. And I'm like, you guys get to save money on payroll so you guys can still handle what you need to handle, right? 
yeah um and then shortly after i quit because then you know beat junkies shout out to them um they gave me a paid position i said fuck it i don't need to work at vans anymore because i already have my other job so realistically i just want something that i can actually expand in yeah i'm not getting paid as much but the knowledge that i receive from there is far greater than the payment because with knowledge you can take that that's that's a currency that never going out of style. You know what I mean? And I took that shit. And I know my worth. So it's just. Ask your, ask yourself that question. Have you ever been in that position? Do you know. If you're easily replaceable. Do you know how much work you put in. And how much you're trying to get out. If you want to promote your shit. Are you promoting your shit? If you want your friends to be on. And you like what they do. Do you not promote their shit? You want to promote your friends as much. And you're like, but why does nobody promote me? Well, maybe because they don't see you working as hard. So you got to work even harder. Food for thought. Oh, my God. Snaps. 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 So, you know. Okay. But another funny example, though, of like knowing your worth. Because I'm on this whole wave right now. Own your own. Own your own. Own your own, baby. Own your own. Um. So I went to go get an oil change for my car at the dealership because it was, I just go to the dealership because it's a lot easier. They know what they're doing. I have the, you know, the history of it. So it's like, yeah, when you fuck that up, you fuck that up, you fuck that up or you did all this. So this is what we need to do next to it. Um, And the lease was coming up. So mind you, this was maybe two, three months ago um, when I got that oil change. And I asked him, I said, hey. My lease is ending soon, but I want to own my car. Could I get a rough estimate? Just give me like the rough estimate paper of how much money I need to have or what I need to get my loan approved for to own this car because I didn't, well, originally I didn't want to do any loan. So I just wanted to own it immediately. Um, But what do I need to, how much money do I need to save up? So hopefully I'll have it by the end of this year because that's when the lease was up to own it just boom boom and i said hey uh i also have this card because i talked to this lady like a yearish ago it's been almost a year now and she said to call her when i'm ready to have that conversation so she was there surprisingly and then talking to her and she's like oh well i'm busy you can talk to this person the person that was like at the door greeting people i was like what the fuck is this door greeter ass nigga gonna tell me the door green ass motherfucker. And mind you, we're all wearing face masks. So when I pull up and I walk in and I'm like, hey, um, this nigga's face mask is like hanging like below his bottom lip. And he's just on his phone with it, like his feet up. And I said, hey, man, I got a question. <gasps> Yo, what's up, man? What's up? I was like, oh, my God, this motherfucker. And then once I figured out he was helping me, I was like, oh, fuck. So I said, hey. Just trying to get a rough estimate on my car, how much I need to save up, um, and just let me know. And he said, oh, okay, okay, yeah, man, okay, yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you do? What do you need? And I was like, nigga, I just said what I needed. I want to just know the rough estimate of my car so I can try to own it. Please? That's what you're looking for? Um, and he's like, okay, what is it? Oh, what's in there? You don't have any rims on it? I'm like, first off, you white-looking motherfucker. Don't assume that I got rims on that bitch. I told you I got a basic-ass model Civic. I ain't done nothing to it to cause any attention. It's a silver car with white, tan-ish interior. Here's the odometer. Here's how many miles is on it. Nigga, come on. And he said, okay, well, you need to fill out this form for this and that. I was like, why? He's like, well, because then we can give you the actual estimate. I was like, well, I just want a rough estimate. It's fine. I, a rough estimate is going to give me more than what I actually need. So if I save up as much as that, then I should be in the game, right? Um, And he's like, well, you know, uh, you know, it, it just helps me out. So then after we can like know how to call you back. And then one of the first lines is like my social security number. I said, hey, excuse me, sir. Are you going to run my credit? No, 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 no. I was like, so... If you're not going to run my credit, then why do you need my social security number? 
well, no, that's just so we have it on record. I was like, that that don't add up. That don't even make sense. Motherfucker, if you, you have my social security on record because I go to this dealership to get my oil changes, this is where I got my car. You have that on record. You don't need it necessarily to give me a rough estimate. And I said, are you going to check my credit? Well, it's gonna, not going to be a hard inquiry, but we're just going to see inside of it. Nigga, that's checking my credit, you fucking imbecile. So immediately is insulting my intelligence because it's just like, well, what do you, what do you want? What do you want to do? You got rims on it? I was like, suck, suck my dick from the fucking bank. Um, so I talked to him for like 30 probably like 45 minutes and he's like oh okay well i don't know if i can get a rough estimate because you're not doing the social security number i was like that's fine then if you can't do this for me then i can just leave and i legit told him i was like well if it's too much of a problem then i'm gonna just try to look it up on like a kelly blue book thing and i can just leave right now it's fine i already got my car oil changed it's literally waiting outside for me i'm already here though so i might as well just do this here try to get the rough estimate here instead of over the phone damn i'm burpee as a motherfucker i'm sorry guys um so he's like okay well okay here's the rough estimate how does it look and i'm looking at i'm like well i think i can take this this and this off and like you know get this number down but obviously by the time i want to purchase it the number's naturally going to go down because the car's going to depreciate and miles are going to be put on more so that's going to devalue the car even more um i said okay cool man thanks like this is all I wanted after 30 minutes of talking bullshit with you that I didn't even want to fucking do anyways in the first place. So why are we doing this anyways? Bye. Um, so he's like, well, like, you know, do you want to do it right now? I said, no, I don't want to do it right now. I don't want to pay for this right now. He's like, well, why not? And I was like, I don't have all the money saved up. I just told you I'm saving up money, but I don't have a bunch of money saved up. And we go back and forth and we go back and forth about it. Like, what do you want to do? I don't want to do nothing. What do you want to do? Well, how can I put you in the car today? Nigga, I'm already in the car today. It's just if I want to own it. How, in what means do I want to own it? Um, and he's like, and this is where it fucked me up. This is where I was like, ooh, I fucked your shit up. Because, yeah, again, I know, I know my own worth. And the first thing he was asking, obviously, was, well, how many miles is on the car? We can just put you in another lease. And I said, no, I like my car. It's pretty good. I've clearly went over the miles. So I'd have to pay all of this much just to release the car from me. Then I need to pay another additional thing just to get a car in for me. So I'm paying and paying just to get into one car. But I'm solid with the car that I like. I like how it drives. It's nothing crazy. I don't attract too much attention when I'm in a carpool lane by myself. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'd be doing that shit. Um, family looking car, motherfucker. I look good. I don't be driving super crazy. Um, but yeah, so I said, no, I'm okay. I just, I just want to own my car. You know, I just want to try to own my own shit. Own your own. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. And that was like one of the first things I told him. So I was like, I just want to know it just so I can own it. Cool. Peace. I'm just trying to leave now. Um, and then we're going back and forth for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And the fi- like one of the final questions before he got somebody else to try to talk to me about all this shit. He said, well, what can I do for you? Should you not? I went like this. Stone Cold Steve Austin face. I was just like, you want to know what you can do for me? He said, yeah. You can do nothing because I already have my rough estimate and thank you. I can I can just leave now. This is all I wanted, dude. <coughs> oh, dude, he was fucked. He didn't know what to do. Oh, it was so great. It was beautiful. So after after he figured out that in the whole grand scheme of things, I was still being on what I wanted to do and not do anything. Um, He goes, oh well hold on let me let me get somebody to help you out really quick Nigga, what what are you helping me out for like i'm 
I I told you what I wanted to do. So what what are you what are you helping me out for, dude? So a guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, what's up? Well, what's the what's the make of your car? How many miles? You don't want to get a lease?" Asking all the same questions, but clearly he's older than him and I because the guy looked like he was about 23, 24, so around my age at the time. And he's like, but then the second guy looks like he's for sure been in the game at least for five, ten years kind of thing. He was behind the office. He don't have many people working with him. So he's, he looks at least like 30, 35. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, what's up? I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm the guy. I'm the the closer of the deals. And I go, hey, man, I just wanted another rough estimate. No, I don't want to get in a new car. I have my rough estimate. Can I please leave now? Because mind you. For some odd reason, I showed the nigga the paperwork of my car's miles, but he wanted to check my miles in the car with my key, and he didn't give the key back. God damn it, I keep hitting this fucking mic. He didn't give the key back, and uh, so he had my key. And I'm like, well, I want to leave, but how do I leave with my key? Ooh. <coughs> oh, that Rona. <laughs> um, so how do I leave with my key? So he's like, oh, okay, well, the guy's like, well, there's nothing we can do. I mean, he's very, he knows what he wants. And I said, yeah, motherfucker, I know what I want. So give me what I want. I want to leave. God damn it, I hit this mic again. On my podcast. <laughs> um, But I wanted to leave. I was tired of being there. I just was like, yo. Wigga. I got what I wanted. You ain't getting what you want, clearly. So let me go. I'm out. All that to say is, nigga, don't assault my intelligence. I know what I'm worth. I know what I want to do. I didn't technically buy it out. I just got a loan from Logix because they gave me a low APR because they checked my credit. Wow. Freaking Honda was trying to give me like a crazy ass APR percentage of just to try to own the car. And like I can put some money down here. Nah, fuck that. I'm tired of giving you niggas money. You niggas can suck my fucking dick. Um, to bring it all back. Full circle. Now you're worth, man. If you can own it, own it. Do what you need to do to promote your shit. If you DJ, start putting the shit out, man. Nobody's no nobody knows you DJ until you show them you DJ. You know how many times I've told people, yeah, I'm at school. Yeah, I've been DJing. And then when lockdown came, everybody's like, well, where's the real DJs at? And I wasn't putting, I wasn't at the school. So niggas just hit me up like, yo, what's up? And when I was like, yo, I need to start filming for the pod. I can film for DJing and I can put videos together and have setups and Care started to turn, and I'm like, wait, I can do this. Then people start to know. So then, people are on the in the game. So when you don't, when you just have DJ in your bio and you don't have anything to show that you DJ, are you a DJ? Do you just curate playlists and call yourself a DJ because you knew how to work the little crossfade last two three seconds in a song on a Spotify or Apple playlist? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You know good songs. But do you know how to, like, create some shit with those songs? Um, You know, a lot of people were like, yo, we want the pod, but we want a visual. We want a clip. We want something. No, we'll just listen to the whole thing. Ooh, shit. (coughs) Just listen to the whole thing. Nobody want to listen to that all the time. So I said, you know what? You're right, guys. So stop bullshitting. I put a two-in-one. Own your own. Know your worth. Do your shit. Just know you're easily replaceable. That's with any sort of field of vision, field of jobs, whatever you want to fucking call it. You have to know at the end of the day that anybody can take your job at any second because there's always going to be somebody more qualified than you. There's always going to be somebody underqualified than you. So what do you do? You do your best. Rule number four of the four agreements. God damn, I'm just sneezing and burping on this motherfucker. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but you got to do what you got to do, man. Like You can't just bullshit around and try to, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. And fully commend people that are still figuring it out 
everybody figures shit out at a different age or you experience life at, at different ages stages but if you know what you want to do or what you kind of want to pursue even if you just have a slight inclination hone in on that see where you can go for me it's potted because i like talking to people for me it's music wait no potted talking to people djing because i love music we got it back on track guys um so it's all about that man know your shit own your shit on your own i'm on motorcycle now guys don't hit me please okay i ain't trying to die I got a lot of people worried for my shit. I'm trying to do the best that I can do. But I love it. I can't wait to be on the road like that. We love you guys on my podcast. Um, if you guys like this episode, because we are on episode, bam, bam. That was two fives up for the people listening. Bam, bam. Um, episode 10. We finally made it to episode 10. Um, um, if you want to be on the pod, message me on Instagram or Twitter. Miguel Fearing, you know. Um, if you want to email me any questions or if you prefer to contact people through email and as you um, miguelfaring at gmail.com um, if you personally know me nigga just text me nigga but come on son hit it nigga we got visuals I got four mics on an open mic we coming for your head um, with this open mic podcast guys love you guys girls niggas niggas appreciate you all thank you for everything that you guys keep doing on your shit on your own